gave our money to Pennick. Walt, please, please just hear me out, please. Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for AMC's Breaking Bad. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're going to be covering the best hour of television I have ever seen. Mark Hamill as the Joker, ladies and gentlemen. I like that. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. I don't uh, know about the best hour, but the best 10 the minutes. The best 10 minutes, easily. Down. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, in case you don't know, we're talking about episode 11, season 4, Crawl Space. Uh, do we have any news this week? Uh, well, you've got this crazy... Don Quixote idea to try to get us elected to the 2011 People's Choice Podcast Awards. Oh, see, I wish I had this idea. This was actually a listener who said, hey, are you guys shooting Oh, Geraldine? Yeah. Of the yeah. Bacaw show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the, I, I thought you actually uh, arrived at that independently. Um, no, so no. If you want to help us out on that, I'm going to put the link in tomorrow's, or actually tonight's. It's actually just podcastawards.com. Okay, but so. you got specific instructions because yeah, it's yeah. kind of. I wrote an article on it. It might not be the user friendliest thing in the world, but uh, sure. if you want to nominate us for that, it's open until nine thirty or, or October first. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we just need to get nominated, and then we'll be really whoring out for votes. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, in, in the about month, a month from now, yeah, yeah, in the month of October. So, uh, but uh, right the, now the categories, just to be clear, are People's Choice and Entertainment. Uh, they don't have a TV. They have a movies and film, I think, or something like oh, that. Oh, that is small screen bigotry. Right? Yeah. As a, as a white man, I've got to say, <laughs> that's okay. the worst case. Moving on! Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so I'll post, I'll post the link into the instructions on how to do that. If you want to help us out, cool. that'd be great. All right. Uh, the, any other news? The Empty week? Beer Bottle Can Award. I think that's what it is. Yeah. They beer, just, it's a beer bottle they can. They shipped you a crushed Paps Blue Ribbon yeah, can. Right? Awesome. Yeah. That's what powers us. Cool. Now, uh, any any other news? Straight through the recap. All right. Let's do it. Um, so we start out this episode with uh, Gus, Mike, and Jesse arriving at the makeshift hospital. Jesse that- busts in and says, this place is filthy. We're not doing anything <laughs> until we get this place clean. <laughs> I think he's pushing yeah. his luck with the badassery there. I mean, you, a, a little bit. You need yeah. to let the doctors work. Sure, sure. But apparently, they don't give a shit about Mike. They're just <laughs> oh. like, let's take care of Gus. He's the guy who pays our salaries. Right. I, I'm going to work on him. Right. Now, I think they exaggerate a little bit that uh, for effect because it seems to me that you know whether Mike got attention, you know, thirty seconds in or two minutes in. Mm-hmm. I think the doctor's right. You need to get Gus stabilized, the guy who's paying for everything, yeah. before you move on to, to the hired gun. Maybe but, he hasn't signed the check yet. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> You're going to have to send the redhead and the fat man to, <laughs> yeah, to make get him, him to sign, sign it and UPS it, right? Yeah. Um, 
But the poison is but pretty Ma- fast acting, so you're and, probably right about but, that. But Mike was in bad shape. Did you see he how was. much blood was coming out of his pants drawers? It was, yeah, it was pooling up on the floors. And the, who knows how long they drove from Don Eladio's. I mean, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. implied it's not that long. And in fact, since it looked like both Mike and Gus had passed out before they arrived, they mm-hmm. must have been able to just describe to Jesse how they got how to get there. So Apparently, yeah. Um, so I did notice that they're like, what they're doing with Gus is they're filtering out all of his blood. Yeah. They gave him a shot, which I assume was, yeah, what, uh, under maybe the, some sort of anecdote or antidote right into or, the tongue. Yeah. Under his tongue. That's Do you think they actually injected shot. that in under his tongue or during the filming or no, 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 no. Or in the story or just sprayed it under his tongue. Cause like, that's a good place to absorb. I thought they injected it. It looks like short of shoving it up his ass, like (laughs) suppositor stuff. That's like one of the most, I guess, readily absorbable places. I just don't know why you would inject other than to gross the audience out. Yeah, well, they like to do that. Yeah, the the Mike's ear and the box cutter and the the horrible tub full of red goo. Oh yeah, yeah. The hideous Um, womb. Um, but this like this scene really impressed upon me how much of a mastermind Gus really is. He has thought of everything beforehand and i mean money. he's got their blood on hand um he's got the, uh, okay first of all the hospital is set up ready just in case anything happens you know right um he's brought the charcoal pills along like he he knows what's going down here right yeah i mean, I mean like it costs like i don't know fifteen thousand dollars to whip out my uh gallbladder on a scheduled basis uh-huh. and that was at a pre-existing hospital yeah Brick and mortar style. Doctors were there anyway. Nurses sure. were there anyway. I shudder to think how much it would cost to get that set up in like a field hospital. Granted, it's Mexico. <laughs> I don't. Uh-huh, maybe sure. this doctor got his medical degree in a university yeah. of the Samoan it's Islands with Phoenix, Saul. Phoenix Online. He university. graduated in Saul's class. The Saul's class. Yeah, at Samoa, mm-hmm. American Samoa. Um, okay, anything else on that scene, or let's move on? Uh, I think we can move on, because okay. I want to revisit on the next hospital scene. So. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, so Walt and Tuvok in the next scene are cooking away in the meth lab. Tuvok from the um, planet Smug, by the way. I hate this guy. <laughs> me too, man. You're finally say, on board? I, I'm on board. He last... doesn't say anything, but I somehow I hate him. Well, Is yeah. that why I hate him? Is no, that why I mean, you hate him? By the time we get to the end of the episode, I think we'll have plenty of things okay. to discuss about why we hate the man. <laughs> All right. So another why question is, why is the weight off on this scale? I don't know either. Is there any symbolism to that? Um, I think we got an email about that that we'll touch on later. But the scale talked, did it not? When Tuvok weighed it? It talked? Didn't it say, like, wait, four I think we've just never heard Tuvok's voice before. That was him. <laughs> sound like a speaking spell. Am I, ma- did I, am I hallucinating? I thought the scale actually I gave an audio readout. No, no I think you're four hallucinating, point, man. 40.2 kilo. No, really? It didn't? Wally. Oh, wow. No, you're, you are high on something. Okay. Meth, probably. Do you think Tuvok was just fucking with him then? That's no, because well, Walt looks at it and he saw the number. Really? But how was it off? Because did he reset the scale? Did he recalibrate it? Uh, I don't. I again, to me, that looked like a really high grade scale. That's not mm. like your Walmart bathroom scale. Where you step on it and it's like, oh, I just gained a pound and a half in, in yeah. two seconds. It's I mean, it's a accurately weigh something. It's a precision. Drug dealers, if you know, if I knew any, if I learned anything from watching Five Years of the Wire, they take their scales seriously. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm almost wondering if there is some sort of symbolism about the scales balancing or not balancing Mm -hmm. or some kind of justice thing there. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. My my theory as to why, like, in the story, 
that was actually happening is because maybe Jesse had been weighing, because we know Jesse had been cooking in the lab, right? Uh, not at this point, but like before when he was cooking, um, he was changing the scales or not reporting them correctly. And maybe he changed it. Yeah, but Walt and weighed. Then, yeah, but then Tuvok comes over and recalibrates or something. Oh, like zeroes it out? Zeroes it out and then weighs it. And I don't think Jesse's fixed. still stealing meth. I don't think he is either, but maybe that was left over from what he was. Yeah, maybe. That's the only thing I can think of, because otherwise I have no idea why. Maybe. Uh, next scene, Hank and Walt are scoping out the distribution center. Um, and apparently Hank has heard about the massacre in Mexico. Like, Hank's getting Through a lot of information bone. from somewhere. It's got to be DEA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and he mentions uh, this guy, Macho Camacho. He says, Walt look, Walt's looking just like Macho Camacho, which first thing in my head was idiocracy. Yeah, same here. President Camacho, but that's totally not what he was talking about. He's actually talking about, um, I looked this up, a guy named Hector Macho is his nickname, Camacho, who is a Puerto Rican professional boxer. Mm. And apparently he's fought some pretty famous people um, here on American television, so Hank could conceivably know about him. I still think it's President Camacho. President, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Obvious Camacho reference. But I was trying to look for any kind of, like, deeper meaning to Camacho. doesn't seem to be any. No. just seems like this is a reference Hank this, made. This, this show has got me running down rabbit holes. Yeah. Like, I read, like, three different Wikipedia movie reviews and end-up plot analysis today to, to, <laughs> to derive meaning from some of the stuff that they just casually mentioned. Uh, well, we'll get to that for sure. Um but he asks, so, uh, when are we going to talk about your face? What's wrong with your face? <laughs> yeah, he does. Your face is puffed and swollen. And, and Walt says, I'm done explaining myself. Walt's not going to explain it. What do you make of that? Riveting podcast here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this whole season, I've been waiting for the badass mm-hmm. stage two ignition. Yeah. To boost him into badass orbit. And I keep waiting and keep waiting, and it doesn't happen. And this was a badass line. I'm thinking, well, hell, there's only you know 2.8 episodes left at this point. Mm-hmm. We're going to see some full throttle wall action at the end of this. And instead, we're served the exact opposite. So I have mm-hmm. no idea. I mean, he makes – this season seems about Walt making these, you know, stone fit. He, he's, he's talking – He's talking it mean, but he's walking it clean. And hmm. and he, he should probably do the reverse, like Gus. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, he needs to, to talk it clean and walk it mean. That would stay, save him out of a lot of trouble. Sure, sure. Uh, next scene, we're back at the makeshift hospital. I think there's uh, quite a bit more to talk about here. The doctor um, just said, my God, this man's ear. How long has this been untreated? <laughs> there's nothing expected. we can do about it now. I'll take it off. It's going to be notched the rest of his life. <laughs> Um, so I noticed here, very first thing, uh, is that the shot opens on, like, the completely whited out plastic wall, uh, and then it pans over to Jesse, and there are a couple times in this episode where we see something, like, shoot to white really fast, um, and then come back into a shot and show somebody, like, with Walt, when they pull the, the hood off of his head, when Gus has him in the desert. Ah, uh, right, you get the white out. And you get the white out, and then it fades into Walt. Um, one of our listeners, which I think we'll mention later in the feedback section, uh, said that when they're panning up from Walt in the, uh, floorboard shot, the crawl space shot, that there's a, a white light from the light bulb that flashes briefly. Hmm. Uh, just, I, I'm not sure what that means, honestly, but it was interesting to see those, those similar shots with all the different characters like that. I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is it's uh, symbolism of death. 
you know, mm-hmm. seeing the head towards the light. So does this mean yeah, that yeah. I mean Walt we know is gonna die. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a fact, right? Walt is gonna die before the end of the series. Uh, that's what I assume, yeah. Not season series. Sure. Uh mm, Jesse? I don't know. Mike could. Mike, I think Mike's done for, man. This season? Yeah. Really? You don't think he's coming back from Mexico? Nah. Wow. Well, he might come back from Mexico, but he's not making it to season five. Well, the thing is, if he te- if he needs a weeks of recuperation before he can travel, that's true. It's going to be a minute before he's back to being Mike. Yeah, like full they... blown balls to the wall. Don't yeah, give a fuck, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they say that it's going to be a week before he's back so. to normal? Did they? Okay. I thought, I thought I didn't so. catch that. There's a probably a listener, and they're going, yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, watching the show sure. once. And taking yeah, notes, yeah. I think that it's he said a week. So speaking of Mike, we know it's at least five days, right? Because they walk from the desert, and and as we find out in the Aztec car crash, spoiler alert, uh, that <laughs> they the they, they did a jump from that commercial break four days. Did you notice that? No. Yeah. Really? They made a jump of four days between the car crash. Uh, I didn't catch that either, but I was listening huh. to Seppenwall's podcast today, and he said that. And How that, does he know that? I think they said they it. Say that? I think they say it somehow. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, interesting so that because that will compress the time that mike is out of the picture gotcha gotcha so. that makes sense uh speaking of mike though we found out that his last name is actually ermine trout uh did you see the in- etymology of that name i did not i'm interested i looked i tried to look it up and see if there were any like pinochet connections or anything like that <laughs> but apparently not so it means pinochet it does <laughs> really uh a man it means a man trout uh, no, it actually, it's, it's a German word meaning like world strength, but it mean it like the, the meaning of it is like all encompassing the entire world, like encompassing the entire world. You could pick up the whole world's strength. Ooh, that's, that's a pretty badass word. last name. That's if you gotta have bad. a last name. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, uh, this, so this, by he, the way, this lays yeah. to rest the whole Mike was going to shoot Jesse theory, right? They had they whole, have his blood. They had his blood and a crash cart with Jesse Pinkman's name right yeah, on it. I don't yeah. think they were planning on killing him and then reviving him. <laughs> Let's shoot him so we can patch the him more, up later. Someone on Reddit helpfully made it like an animated gif that just showed it over and over and over and over again. And after watching mm-hmm. that for about forty five minutes, uh, <laughs> I concluded there's no like I, to me he was just. If anything, maybe going to do like a scan and cover Jesse while he was getting into the vehicle and preparing mm. to do that. I actually think he was, you know, if I was going to go meta again, reacting to the actors trying to anticipate the move he had to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and someone in Reddit also pointed out that like that shot mm-hmm. where you actually have to break glass and blow a bloody screw whip. And, it's dangerous. And did you hear not only that, but on the Insider, they were running two units, which they never do. Like two cameras? There, mm-hmm. No, two whole units. Like there was a unit in Albuquerque proper doing some scenes because they, they didn't have enough time to do everything in eight mm-hmm. hours like they usually do. Uh-huh. They had a whole second unit out in the hills of uh, um, New Mexico at the mansion. Hmm. So it's like it, they didn't have a lot of time. If he made like a minor thing like, oh, I got my gun caught on this door. I need to lift it up. Yeah. It's not like they're going to, okay, reset, get a new glass, get a new blood squib, clean yeah. the actor mm-hmm. up, reset everything. So it's like if the shot was okay, they're probably going to roll with it. Again, oh, very that's meta. A good point. Yeah, but that explains why it might have looked a little hinky. Sure, sure. But and clearly, they didn't mean to kill him. They would have poisoned him, and they sure as hell wouldn't would have not a crash have had, cart for him. Yeah, they wouldn't have had his blood on hand. And uh, actually, that we're jumping a little bit ahead. But Nicholas Cr from 
uh, from our email. Oh, you're doing like, this to me. I, I have to. You're integrating. He okay. Yeah, I, I have to. Uh, he mentioned it, and he actually from Ottawa. From Ottawa? No. Yeah. Yeah, why, Nick why would you from that? Ottawa. Is he really? Because okay. me and him are buds. Well, We're you apparently bros. have the inside info. I do. Uh, I have some inside Stay info on Nick. Stay out of my territory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick actually uh, is. He started a WordPress blog about Breaking Bad, and he's put his. I thoughts... I was going to say Breaking Good. I was like creepy. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. About the officially Breaking Bad. unofficial podcast <laughs> for Breaking Good. <laughs> nice. Um, he releases Tuesday nights. <laughs> No, he uh, he put his thoughts about the whole Mike shooting Jesse thing down. Um, he's going to be doing a review of Salute, and that's going to be at tuckershole.wordpress.com. So, Tucker's Hole? So check that out. Yeah. What yeah. is – What is? The, am I T- missing that? Tucker! Tucker! Oh. The guy digging? <laughs> there oh. you go. <laughs> I thought that was like an Always Sunny reference. No, no. Okay. No. Anyway. Um, so how do – speaking of the blood on hand for Jesse, how do you think they know so much about him? Has he ever given Dude, them his blood know. type? This is a little creepy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm trying to think. Well, maybe maybe he's got people inside because Jesse got beat to hell yeah, by Hank. Yeah, I'm sure. That's what I was thinking, that Gus. When he was in the hospital. A man of yeah. Gus's means retrieving, uh, violating HIPAA law. No <laughs> problem. He's yeah. violating every law. That's the one thing. Damn that HIPAA. <laughs> I can't get around that. If the doctor would only fax his medical records to me, but we need a <laughs> disclosure form. Yeah. Um, one thing he does know, and I don't think this is going to come into play at any time, but uh, Jesse's allergic to erythromycin, which is basically just uh, it treats certain bacterial infections. Yeah, like I'm I allergic up, to penicillin. So. Exactly. I don't think that's going to be a big deal at no. all. He's al- also allergic to ricin, in case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Highly allergic. <laughs> I think most humans are. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did we get everything? I think we really did a well done deconstruction of that scene well i was actually surprised how close to the border they were they were only six miles in at True. that hospital which implies so I, that they weren't very don eladio is just exactly. over there, which makes sense if you're running a drug empire that mm-hmm. is about moving product to the united states because yeah i don't think that mexico is a primary market for meth and coke i think they're move i think they're moving across the border mm-hmm. to the united states yeah. um so that makes that does actually kind of make sense sure uh, let me ask you this. Uh-oh. Uh, why do you think the doctor is such a dick? <laughs> like, hey, yo, 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 bitch, this guy needs more blood. Well, fetch yeah. it yourself. Yeah. That's, and in fact... The guy who's paying your salary is also paying you to get blood. Yeah, in fact, once you stick him and start the line and yeah. start the IV, you don't need a medical degree from that. No, you know, it's, it's just like, a minor surgery. Go ahead and do it. Right. Just, just kind of pour it in his mouth. Squeeze the blood into his mouth. That, it seemed like the doctor was being unnecessarily a dick. Yeah, because he didn't have anything to do with Gus at that point. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's the whole gringo thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, next scene, Skylar gets called from Saul, and she goes to visit Ted. No. Yeah. The next scene is they're outside going to walk back to Texas. Yeah, I was skipping that. That that was that was Why included in the that? last part. Oh. Uh but we see we see oh, that well, Jesse I is talk sticking about, up for Walt. Still. I want to talk about the theory. Uh, what theory is that? All right. Uh Melissa Mayers first clued me into this and I love the theory. Okay. If you buy that Gus is gay, which I do. 
I totally hook, line, and sinker. In yeah. fact, let's talk about that a little bit. You actually okay. kind of caused a stir I, with your comments yeah. on last podcast. I had no idea this was going to be as controversial I, as it was. I know, like I said, you've got a lot, you know, and I don't want to pull the whole, I've got lots of gay friends, but you've got a lot of gay friends. Sure. And you're the one that's kind of like reined me in a little bit because we live in a pretty backward state. Ass backward. And like I've, I used to say the other f word, and I used to describe things I didn't like as gay. And Jim mm-hmm. has really helped me curb that. You're and, bringing the cast way down, and, and realize that that's insensitive. So it's like it Too puzzled serious. me that you were being kind of like insensitive to to gays, and you were kind of called on it. But then when you said, yeah, "Oh, I just, I, dis- I just am taking it as fact that Gus is gay," yeah, I'm totally taking it for granted. That's why you were like, it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman. Because you already assume that they're lovers. Yes. So they, they have this relationship, which was – the gender didn't matter to me. It was right. the relationship itself that mattered. Right. And people weren't understanding that because they were still debating, is he gay, is he not gay? Right. I but, was just totally on board. He's gay. I don't know why As you far as that, I'm concerned. But there's there's – I could – There I, were a lot of hints and uh, – I could do a five-hour podcast on things I don't understand about <laughs> you, so – well. <laughs> coming next week no uh <laughs> actually kelly dixon and some of the other people from the breaking bad insider were like oh yeah he's gay right the, guy, the person who wrote the episodes like oh yeah gus totally gay exactly and so that's like why. whoa well you know it's open for interpretation uh-huh. which i actually like i like that it's open for interpretation but i totally took it for granted that he is okay so but the new but. theory that we're getting to uh is is gus interested in jesse as a lover oh because we have a lot doctor, of feedback on this, too. The doctor, when he was saying, do you need some protection across the border, Gus mm-hmm. kind of like looked over, like raised an eyebrow and looked at Jesse. And the doctor kind of hey with now. this knowing smirk said, him? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> that could just be a straight up like this skinny little waif like wuss. is not your protection. Mm-hmm. But I also this, – this doctor seems like he knows Gus very well. They're very friendly. I've never seen Gus hug it out with anyone except for Don Eladio, and that was the most awkward man hug <laughs> that I've ever seen. As it should be, yeah. Um, but I've never seen him hug it out with anyone. They had, like, you know, so I, I feel like this guy, they were friends, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And then we talk about when, when kind of Gus looked at him and was like, I feel like I, I see things in people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He sees know. Max in Jesse? Well, I'm just starting to wonder if if Gus is attracted to Jesse and Walt for that matter. Oh, Hey now when they had him over for the dinner scene and all that, I mean, I think he's got a you... thing for bald heads. <laughs> Wasn't attracted to Jesse until he shaved his head. That's and then true. bam, that's true. It's all over it. Uh, so anyway, what do you think about that? Uh, I like that theory. I love that theory. I don't know if it's I true do too. I, I like it. It explains uh, why he uh, cuts him so much friggin' slack. Sure, sure, and why he, although he did want to kill him, just we actually have some feedback on this. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Yeah, okay. Because um, we got a couple pieces of feedback on this. Jamie T uh, says the Melissa Mayer's theory is complete bullshit. Uh, in in I'll be sure to let his her or her humble opinion. Uh, he slash she. I don't know if this is a guy or a girl. Uh, but he says, well, you shouldn't have an ambiguous name like Jamie, Jamie. Yeah. It's your fault. You know, <laughs> have a little male or female symbol next to your name. Next this, time. this person says, I give her credit <laughs> for Aaron. connecting, for connecting the dots, but I don't think any of those dots are meant to be connected. Uh, people are reading way too much of the gay thing. If Gus was a star of the show, maybe, but he isn't. And I find it implausible that Villigan would give them, give him that much attention. I don't know if I agree with you, him slash her, uh, <laughs> because 
the thing that I love about this is even the secondary characters are getting attention in this show. Like, they are well-thought-out characters. They're not second-rate. They swing your sympathy from week to week. They really do, Like, I'm rooting for Gus. I'm rooting for Walt. I'm rooting for Jesse, you know? And a prime example of that is Jesse. Jesse, who was supposed to be a character who was killed off in the the pilot episode. Right. Done. Gone. Survived this far. So, I mean, the secondary characters are are a real force in this show. Did you read that interview with him, by the way? On NPR, or listen to NPR, no, NPR and Terry Gross. I didn't get a chance to listen to that. He says that, like, Villigan and uh, Cranston fuck with him all the time. <laughs> like, like, we're going to kill you like, off this episode? Yeah, like, like uh, <laughs> at the beginning of shooting a, a particular sequence or a mm. series, uh, uh, Brian will go up to him and shake his hand and is like, hey, it's been a pleasure working with you. <laughs> I really think you're young talent. You're going to go forward on your next roles. Like it, that, this is every three episodes he does that, and awesome. Vince does too. And, and Jesse's like, oh, and he, or, or, uh, Aaron goes and like frantically goes through the scripts. It's like, yeah, Phew. yeah, awesome. So. And I I was listening to the latest Breaking Bad Insider podcast, and Aaron Paul is on it. And he was saying he doesn't actually know what's going to happen, but a couple of scripts in advance, so he could right. be like, I don't know, am I going to die? Who knows? Right, right. You know? Um, so on, on the same point, John in Portland says, personally, I can't see how they'd play up or pseudo explain Gus, um, fondness or acceptance of Jesse by equating qualities of Jesse to that of Gus original partner, Max. So to that extent, Gus could have a fondness for Jesse, but it's not necessarily sexual towards Jesse. I don't Um, know, man. Aaron Paul's an attractive man. Uh, he's got that kind of like mm -hmm. drive to him. He's also like, I think Gus might have a white knight complex. He rescued sure, Max sure. from this poverty-stricken situation. Yeah, he sees his addict trying to, you know, with this inner strength. I mean, I, 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 I totally buy it. And I think that's where John is coming from. I don't think it's an unfalsifiable theory at this point, <laughs> but I totally buy it. Yeah, I don't think John is assuming that Gus is gay. I think he's still up in the air on that. And if he's not, sure, he could have this fondness for Jesse in another way, not sexual. Um, is that the ever bold John P? From Seattle? John from Portland. Okay. I don't know. Oh, from Portland. From, from Oregon. I think it yeah. is. Again, if you wouldn't trample my territory, we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so are we done with that scene then? Can we move I on to the Skyler and well Saul? well deconstructed that one too, yes. Okay, so Skyler gets a call from Saul and she goes to visit Ted. Um, first thing I noticed about this scene oh, wait. is they open the shot. Oh, There was ahead. a Hotels.com commercial in oh, the yeah, commercial I break. Got this and uh, um, shoot, it's... Uh, his last name is K. I'll give you credit later on in the cast, man. Uh, he said, <laughs> hey, did you notice the Hotels.com skydiving commercial? The clay girl totally looks like Jane. It, I didn't notice it, but <laughs> I all know, right. I'll, well, next time I'll notice it. Because I, uh, I actually read that during the episode, mm-hmm. and it was on again, and I lolled. Yeah, it was. it's, it's pretty striking. She does look like a claymation character. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. Uh, no so way. First thing I noticed in this scene is that it opened on a phone, and... Phones have been Skyler's theme for the last, like, half of a season, right? Uh, Every time you see Skyler, she's either on the phone... I guess. ...or she's dealing with a problem that she was talking about on the phone or something. I guess. I mean, phones. I talked about this last cast. I think that the voicemail speakerphone thing is just kind of... It's the laziest type of story right, uh, storytelling that this show stoops to. Yeah. Which is... I mean, they're still, like, jogging. It still works. They're running five miles, but it's yeah. as lazy as they get. Sure. Um, also, uh, listener Lash uh, wondered where Holly's been. There she is. There she goes. Yep, she's dressed up like a pink teddy bear. Silent. 
Never here, you know, only only cries in dramatically appropriate points. She's the perfect baby. She really is. I want she really that baby. is, yeah. Uh, so we get, when Skylar goes over to Ted's house, we get a shot of Chekhov's rug, which uh, Ted trips over and takes a look at and then goes to answer the door. Yeah, can we agree that the Chekhov thing is beginning a little bit overplayed at this point? Like, every friggin' review I read today yeah. for the news post check off something thinking they're clever and i thought i was clever too mm -hmm. five podcasts ago yeah we've been doing this for a season now and it's checkoffs everything first episode there was a checkoffs box cover i'm gonna start calling it i'm gonna start calling it sulu's (laughs) it's sulu's rug okay yeah Yeah. um i'll call it benicky's rug okay i like that too yeah the benicky's box cutter uh all that i think benicky's rug is actually on skylar Benke might Hey-o. be wearing a rug. All right, let's. I don't know. We really shouldn't drink the imperial imperial no. porter before we do this. Cast. No, we're good. You're just bringing us down. Okay. Uh, so going. so we do find out that the story Skyler gave to Ted was the gambling story, like uh-huh. she's been giving to everyone. Um, and while I was watching the scene, I could not help but think Skyler looks freaking insane. Like her her light blue eyes with that dark dark makeup. When she opens her eyes real wide, make her look freaking psychotic. Yeah, she's got like the Reba McIntyre eyes. <laughs> I, I, oh, people that know Reba um, McIntyre yeah. are nodding right now in the podcast. Like, oh, Reba yeah, McIntyre has red eyes. hair. That's all I know. Crazy eyes. All right. Um, uh, yeah, because like she I, – I felt like she's trying to steer this conversation. Like mm-hmm. when Ted's like, I can't take this money. Is that because I'm hearing you that it's not enough money? No. I, where, where are you getting that? Are you trying to blackmail him, Ted? What? No, are you? We speaking the same language? <laughs> it's like she was trying to herd him into, like, well, how much money does it need to make this go away? Well, she doesn't have much more money left. This is a problem. True. True She's got to know this. Uh, well, this is interesting. I thought she was really, at the blackmailing point, I thought Skylar's really overplaying her hand. Yeah. yeah. But she got quite a bit more ham-fisted later on in the episode. <laughs> sure. Um, I actually didn't think that Ted was blackmailing her at all. What did you think? No, no. He was okay. actually, I don't know why. See, I don't know. Ted came off as a really stupid, stubborn ass in this episode because Skyler's yeah. got a good point. Oh, yeah. Like, when we were committing adultery and I was cooking your books to help mm. you out to stay in business, you didn't have any problem. But now taking tax evasion. Um, I also thought it was a good note. Someone from Reddit pointed out that Luxembourg, I guess, has some of the laxest banking laws and strictest secrecy laws in the whole world. Huh. So, like, nice. Saul is showing a little bit of his chops here. Uh-huh. Uh, by funneling things through Luxembourg, because if the authorities went to go backtrack that, fucking dead end. Brick wall. You'd yeah. have some German, smug German banker being, it, I, I, I can't do German accents. It, it'd be like trying to get past Huel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd trip no, on it, a rug and you'd break your it'd neck. It'd actually be quite a bit harder. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess from that, yeah. Uh, so, and I, I actually, actually wrote in my, in, my, in my notes here, Ted is going to be dead in a few episodes. <laughs> in a I, few minutes. I lost the over-under on that one. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I was listening to the Breaking Bad Insider podcast again today, um, and Villigan actually says that he thinks Ted is blackmailing Skyler. Really? Yeah. Really? Now, I know he didn't write this episode, but that's his his take on it. I, I didn't pick that up. I thought Skyler he was blackmailing herself. the Gus gay thing when the writer uh, and the editor's, like, totally gay, but he comes out on this? Yeah. Fascinating. So, I, yeah, apparently he was, but I didn't get, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, he's the worst blackmailer of all time because once she starts yeah. picking up his blackmail, he should have been. He just doesn't like, accept it. I didn't say that. 
I mean, it just I I don't know, man. That's it's really if weird. that were to if that were to happen to go down like that, then I would take money. But yeah, whatever. Uh, but one thing uh, I did pick up on with Ted is I feel like there was something he wasn't telling her. Something else is going on here because he was very cagey for no real reason. Why didn't he want to pay that money? I have no idea, and there's nothing that show gave us to do. It almost seemed like it was a pure plot contrivance. Either that or there's something coming back to haunt Skylar very soon. Because what's her storyline now? She is her. Oh, is the well, whole family going to disappear? Well, the thing is, is I don't. The thing that we don't know is, I mean, Ted didn't know that all this. He didn't know he was going to bash his head in the ground and die. And <laughs> sure. He didn't know he was going to be yeah. strong armed by meeting eating man and the redheaded, mm-hmm. uh, you know, EPA agent. Yeah. So, like, I think you have to assume that he knew that to have a, a greater theory of what was going on in his mind. I just, mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe he had a moment of clarity, like, you know what, I'm going to take, because I put in my notes, like, how in the hell does he think that paying the debt and not going to jail is worse than having the debt there, mm-hmm. going to jail, like, he listed, oh, I'm still going to be bankrupt, I'm still going to lose my <laughs> house, I'm still going to have to pull the girls out of private fucking school. Well, yeah, and also you're going to have to go to jail. Yeah, add weed. that on top of Perhaps the problem. Perhaps federal pound you up the ass jail. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, for $600,000 tax evasion. So I, It I, makes I don't, no sense. No. I, I get, Something true. has to be going on that he wasn't saying. But there's nothing that really holds You're right. There's, there's nothing there. So it just felt like it's one of those random chaotic things that, mm-hmm. again, Skyler feels very much season one Walt. Unintended consequences mm. and just rule her day. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the last scene of this uh, episode is, wow. Um, but the next scene, we've got Gus visiting Hector. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, we actually got an email from, because you noticed this during the episode, that you, mm-hmm. you said, hey, they're playing Bridge Over River Kwai. And we got an email from listener Joe asking us about the significance of that movie. Um, and I think you did a little research into this. Well, I've seen that movie a long time ago, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it has Obi Wan Kenobi in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he plays a colonel that is interred uh, is a prisoner by the Japanese in World War II, and they're tasked to build a bridge over mm-hmm. this river. And at first, he like you know fights it, but for whatever you know, they kind of break him and. He decides, uh, because his men were building it kind of like to sabotage it, and he decides that, lo, what we really need to do is we need to make this bridge. We need to really be professional about it. Mm-hmm. And, then, in fact, they change the location to a more favorable location. He makes sure that he builds it to write the code, and it's done everything well. Mm-hmm. But the, at the last scene in the movie, some other saboteurs have gone there to blow it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the last minute, he finds out about the plot, and he alerts the Japanese to it. Um, and, uh, just as the things about the arrival and you see the first of the troops or the dignitaries crossing the bridge, he has this moment where he realizes, what the hell am I doing? And he actually says, what have I done? And he falls on the detonation device, blows up the bridge. Huh? Um, and I actually think that there is a lot, and that's the scene that Teal was watching. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of symbolism between that character and Walt. Because Walt was a stickler for, like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Uh I'm aiding and abetting the enemy. 
but I'm going to make sure that we run this like it's some Nobel Prize chemistry, and I'm, we're going to do mm. we're going to make the best meth we can, and we're going to have no contaminants and all this kind of stuff. And now he's having the "What have I done?" moment. Oh, yeah. And in the movie, then mm. the the colonel blows up the bridge. Mm-hmm. What is going to? What's Walt going to do? And several listeners have actually said, uh, "We'll get to that in the spoiler section." Yeah. And, well, I wanted to say it's also not just limited to Walt here because Skyler is having this moment big time in this episode. Sure. Like you said, she is season and one. She's, Walt. She's very much. If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Exactly. And, we're not going to laser tag it. We're going to car wash it. We're going to. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and we got an email. I'm I'm just going to go back into listener feedback integration right. here. Uh, we got an email from the Nattercast, which I guess talks about uh, Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and some of that. They have a podcast. Um, I don't know their website, but go look, go search for nattercast.com, N-A-T-T-E-R, cast. Uh, they were talking about this, and they were giving parallels between um, that movie and Skyler, saying, like, how many times has Skyler uttered the sentence, uh, if you're going to do this, at least do it right. And you're, you're right. That, that comes right back to her turning into Walt. And her, the way she was, like, nagging Walt, and the reason we all hated her throughout the early parts of this season, and season three and season two, mm-hmm. was because she couldn't understand that Walt was trying to fix things. Walt was trying to do what he thought was best. And protect them. And things were backfiring. Yes. Right. And now she's doing the exact yes. same thing, and it's backfiring. Yes. Now she understands. She she gets it. She sees what Walt has been through, and Which that ex- is so... The irony of that is just so perfect. Or Don't you irony, think that but... explains perfectly his? We'll talk about that later. But his end reaction of the episode, absolutely, because he absolutely. realizes he realizes he sees everything yeah. that we're seeing. By the way, that's nattercast.blogspot.com. Okay, cool. Check them out. Um, so there's there's tons more in this scene. Well, well, first of all, I'm all about the eyeballs, and I thought yeah. this was the case about this little necklace that he took, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell because we freaking broadcast in standard def. Yeah. That's an eyeball. Yeah. That he waved in Tuco's face as oh, he, yeah. or in Tio's face as he was saying, Look at me. Mm-hmm. Uh then he revealed, you know, Jesse as like, you know, a further stab. Like yeah. not only guess who killed your grandson. Look same at guy, him. Same guy that killed your nephew. Mm-hmm. Um Evan K wonders how guess uh Gus knew about Jesse knowing about Tio. Yeah. I think it's since Gus got involved in the cousins dispute mm-hmm. that surely he knew enough about the family background that yeah. he knew about Tuco and all that other stuff, too. Yeah, I think you probably have to, Mike brought him up to speed on it. Well, not only that, but, uh, you know, knowing the cartel like he does, I think, mm-hmm. you know, he knew all these guys personally and he probably keeps up to date. I'm just saying that, like, they don't explicitly tell this, but mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem with it because all the connectedness of these characters' yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? I also liked how they used the triumphant music. I guess it's the credit sequence of, of bridge, bridge over the river Kwai. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had this like triumphant March music as Gus left the room. Yeah. And he left Tio in anguish. Like I actually, oh, he asked wasn't you, drooling though. Like I, last time <laughs> I actually asked you, why didn't Gus just kill him? Mm. But Seppenwall mentioned on his podcast that killing him at, at this point would actually be merciful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this man has. We got, had some feedback on that too. He is he he can't tell anybody mm-hmm. what happened. He just has to suffer this for the rest of his life in a broken body that can't even communicate, just running it day and night. And I'm like, yeah, wow, Gus is a fucking monster. <laughs> he really is. And we, 
absolutely see that in every way possible this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stuff that he tells Walt, his I'm going to kill is, your infant child. Like His mask wow. is peeled off. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a stone-cold we'll, we'll, killer. We'll get to that later, too. We will, yeah. I've said that like ten times. Because um, <laughs> we will. Uh, so how do you think – my question was, how do you think Gus is going to explain his visits to Hector if Hank ever finds out? That's another well, reason he can't sign, kill him. What, you think you sign into a nursing home to visit people? I'm sure there's video of him somewhere. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, let me ask you this. How uh, the hell would Hank even know to look? Hank's doing research, man. Hank's, Hank's got his feelers out. Uh, let's move on. All right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go nowhere. Um, so this is a connection I've not quite made yet. And I don't know why. I feel like the connection is out there and tons of people have made it. But why... Like, what is the significance of Hector not looking at Gus? I have no idea. And okay, that's thank one of the you, questions because... I'm really intrigued at. Yeah. I, I really don't know. And I feel like I've read this four times, like, the significance of it, and I just haven't absorbed it. Uh, when, when Gus was dragging that chair back, I thought he was going to slam it over him WWE style. <laughs> That would have been like, awesome. It looked like he was going for the bam, old man. That would have ended up on YouTube so fast. <laughs> Guy hits cripple with wheelchair or with chair. Yeah, I have no idea what the significance of. But obviously, this again, this this eye thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think your coffee theory still has legs. Oh, um, we haven't seen with, it lately. How, well, yeah, but yeah, I feel like that's played out. Oh, you think that that and, and culminated I in the poisoning? Yeah. Okay. Man. Um. But we still got the cigarette hanging out there. Yep. We still got Gus forcing T.O. to look at him. We still have Jane hanging out there. The Jane is still uh, – that, that shoe hasn't dropped yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't think Gus has long to live. I agree. I kind of think that 413 shit's going to go down and Gus is going to exit. Yeah. So yeah. if he's going to wrap this thing up with T.O., it better happen this next episode or they've really wasted a lot of key dramatic moments. Sure. Sure. So I don't know what the significance of him looking at him really. Uh, you, get, you make that official prediction. What that the TO will well, the, there will be a resolution with TO. I don't next know. Episode. I'm more sure that Gus will die before the end of this season, uh, but I'm still not sure enough to make it a official prediction because <laughs> Billigan is just zigging where he should be zagging. Man, that's true. But we caught him twice. We yeah. both caught him once this episode. Yeah, we figured it out. Uh, yours was pretty impressive, actually, because I think you called this. I was going to suggest another scoring method for our, our system. One more favorable to you, perhaps? No, no, no. <laughs> no, actually, one more favorable to you. Oh, okay. But one that I'll makes more sense it. is that for each episode that passes between when we make a prediction and when it comes true, we get another point. Ooh. That way, the... It's harder. The more yes. you predict something yes. further in the future. Like the, something you predict next week to happen could is be an much easy one. easier than something you mm-hmm. predicted before the season. Yeah. You're referring, of course, to my predicting that someone will endanger or threaten Holly. Yes. Yeah. Or or Walt's family in some way. I or, no, I think Holly. it was actually Holly, yeah. Uh, you got you got one, too. What was it? I did. Um, I can't remember. Keep going. I'll look it up. Okay. We're ready for the next scene, I think. We are. Um, so the next scene is Walt and Hank heading over to the laundry. He goes and picks them up, and uh, Walt doesn't know they're heading to the laundry right away, but apparently... Uh, Hank has found out. Hank is wise. Hank is picking up a lot of stuff. He's been really doing his research, and I'm thoroughly impressed by his uh, detective skills. You know, he's he's picked up on Magical Electromotive. He's picked up on the distribution center and now the laundry and the chicken joints and everything. So, right. I mean, he's really on board. Which I thought that, again, there's a listener last week um, – 
one of the female listeners, I think, said that she didn't understand why he wasn't already all over the laundromat. And we found out that he is he all is. over the laundromat. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he just hasn't had time to get to it yet. Right. So, uh, but I did notice Tuvok is once again watching Hank's house, right? Mm-hmm. So, when Tuvok is at the lab with Walt, who's watching Hank's house? Anyone? Mike's certainly not. Well, we know that they have a lot more operatives than this Tuvok and Mike. You know, they mentioned, Mike mm-hmm. mentions as many as 14, and we saw, like, when they were cleaning up the lab and that one dude we had never met before, but his head exploded like a tomato can. <laughs> uh-huh, sure. Um, tomato juice can. I, I think there's a lot more kind of, like, you know, guys. Yeah, that, just random that, guys. Yeah. So if you're just looking for someone to keep an eye on Walt and help him move barrels around. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing I was thinking the entire scene here was um, once – Hank started saying, hey, let's go to the laundry and questioning Walt. Instead of Walt, like, giving these flimsy excuses and, like, totally leading Hank down the road of, hey, I'm involved in this, mm-hmm. he should have just crashed the car immediately. Like, more accidentally than he did. I actually want to say, why did he crash the damn car? Why wouldn't he just pull in the goddamn laundromat? I mean, Jesse's not there. He's not there. But people know him there. What You think, what, the three cleaning ladies are going to come out to, for, that got shipped to Honduras and be like, oh, Mr. White. If anybody recognizes him, Hank's wise to him then. I, but I don't know. I don't. If think... anybody says, hey, how's it going? Or like in a way that's a little too friendly, Hank is – no I mean Hank has not caught that. on yet. We've seen Jesse – we've seen Walt pull up to the laundromat and what kind of reception he gets. Mm-hmm. It looks like the whole damn place is coached to stay the hell away from Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Like those ter- ladies were terrified. Yeah, like, don't didn't yeah. want to look at him at first. That's a good point. I, I, again, yeah. I don't know why. Rather, like I, again, pull into the parking <laughs> lot and sit there for a couple hours and nothing happened. Uh. Um, or wreck your car. I understand. <laughs> well, it is an panicking. Aztec. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I Let mean, me look up its uh, safety rating. Maybe you can get a Dodge Challenger or something. Or so I. I, I don't know, man. I. I to me, that seemed a little rash. That kind of stretched mm. my suspension of disbelief just a little bit. But, you know, Yeah, whatever. like you said, he, I mean, he's panicking. He doesn't know what to do. He's – it's very much like the last scene um, or last episode where Hank wants him to put the GPS on mm-hmm. Gus's car and Mike's sitting right there. Right. We know there are cameras, so. Um, I kind of try to find the connection to the three days of the Condor because, mm-hmm. like, every single time Hank throws out a movie reference, it's relevant. Like, the yeah. French connection and all this other stuff. Um, I can find nothing. What good are you? I, I just I, – I actually asked the listeners in the news post today. It's like, if you find the connection, please let me know because I read the Wikipedia article and, like, I don't have time to watch the movie. But to me, it just seemed like a random – I don't even know what the well, reference was talking about. I think I need a new co-host because we have a listener who, <laughs> Good. who sent, sent in an email. Good. Uh, talking about it. We'll get to that. All right. Um, so next scene, after the crash. Uh, Apparently, Hank, we jump forward four days. We jump forward four days. Hank is back in bed. Uh, Walt has been to the doctor who apparently broke his nose, got scratched up again. Uh I don't know. Which we wondered about that last episode. That like Jesse uh-huh. kicked his ass, but not that badly. Not, yeah. not And we've seen him in the nose bridge and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So. In the green shirt. And yeah. we yeah we know he had to get banged up sooner or later. Um, do you think that Hank at this point buys that it's an accident? No. I actually really? think when I looked at his reaction and I watched that scene again, I think Hank is very suspicious of Walt. 
Because, like, hmm. when Walter was trying to say, I just, the guy came out of nowhere, and Hank's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, I saw, I saw him, him coming, coming a mile, a mile away. away. Uh-huh. And you were acting fucking weird up to that point. Yep. No, I, I totally think that. And his kind of, like, he was joking, but not in full Hank mode. It was kind of like. It felt very much like when he suggested that uh, WW could have been Walter White. Yes. Back, like, three or four episodes ago. Which we know from Dean Norris's interview, he says, I deliberately played that. Like, I'm suspicious of Walt, but then mm-hmm. Walt sufficiently. I think he's now very suspicious of Walt. Because how do you explain what he just did? Now, we'll, I mean, you know, we only got about another episode or two to wait to find out whether this bears fruit, I think. Sure. So, sure. but I, I honestly read that scene as him be, being very suspicious of Walt and his Hankisms were much more forced, yeah. less natural, and, you know, kind of more suspicious and interrogation like. Sure. I totally agree with you there. All right. Cool. Um, so, Hank also mentions that he. Ordered a hand-controlled Tahoe, like a Gimpmobile, as he says, mm-hmm. and as Walter Jr. really, really likes. Uh-huh. Uh, whose dime did he do this on? His own dime? Because he's not – is he with the DEA? He's not being funded by them, for sure. His investigation was closed off, basically. Well, as a law enforcement officer, especially at the federal level, I'm sure he gets pre- a pretty good pension being permanently disabled as he is. Plus Marie's back to working. Plus Marie's back to work. Plus they don't have any bills from this – because mm-hmm. they paid for everything. True, true. So I could definitely see getting a loan on a Tahoe on, on right. his salary. But there was also a thread earlier in the season that didn't really go anywhere about Hank perhaps being a little dirty. Because he isn't... How has, so? Well, he has an awfully nice house. And we see that, like... His Scott, wife is a... Is a kleptomaniac, is a but she also has a medical practitioner. Test. Well, a radiation technolo- tech- technologist. That's not huge pay. Mm-hmm. True. So I I wonder if there will be something of that, too. Maybe. But anyway. Maybe so. Uh, do you have anything else on that scene? Nope. All right. Then we get to uh, a really good scene here with Huel and the EPA guy. That's they don't actually say his name. Meat-eating man. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Meat-eating man. The carnivore. The carnivore. And, uh, the vore. <laughs> and the EPA guy. Do we know his name? Have they ever said his name? I don't think they have. Randy. Right. Okay, we'll go with Randy. Carnivore and Randy show up at Ted's place. Uh-huh. And this was this scene is just classic, right? This is fantastic. I loved it. Uh Seven Wolf said it felt out of place. It felt like a season one scene. It was comical. In... I didn't buy that. I actually thought it was a very needed kind of comedic. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, you needed a break there. Especially since everybody wanted Walt to Shove yes. that thirty-eight caliber handgun up Ted's ass. Or hit him with a plant. And pull the trigger plant. and say, stay out of my wife, you know. <laughs> and it didn't, uh, it didn't happen. Absolutely. But I actually, I love that about the show. Yeah, I do too. Um, another thing is uh, Better Call Saul here has never been more appropriate. Because both Skyler and Walt are calling on Saul this episode. Frequently. Like, you got a problem? Better Call Saul. Right. It's really apt in this episode. Yep. Uh, and we notice that Huel actually speaks. Is this uh-huh. the first time we've heard Huel or Carnivore say anything? No, he during when he had to use the bathroom at Andrea's house, he said <laughs> something he? about I couldn't wait, or you know, did he really? I thought he said I something. Don't that. Hmm. Uh, he's wheezed a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Also, love the fact that all he had to do is extend his meaty arm and clothesline Ted. <laughs> And we could have avoided all of this stuff. Sure, sure. But, like... He didn't even make a move to try to stop him. 
yeah, I think he has like a, a series of elaborate heart attacks, like every thirty <laughs> seconds or so, that renders him incapable of action. Either that, or he has brain damage. Have you seen the guy's head? Like it's <laughs> freaky beyond like Jesse's jawline. Uh-huh. He's got like it looks like there's a rhinoceros horn just below what? his skin trying to poke through. It's messed up, man. Look at the front of his head. All right. It's crazy. All right. Um, so I I did notice that Ted was, uh, like, really hurt that Skyler was doing this to him. Like, once he found out, he was like, oh, I can't believe Skyler's actually doing this to me. Yeah, we're old. We're good, very dear friends, he says. Yeah, except he doesn't understand what is going on here. Mm-hmm. Like, he should by now. Skyler has laid it out and said, look, you absolutely have to pay these people or you're going to jail uh, consequences are coming back on me. You need to understand this. And Ted still just thinks, oh, we're dear friends. And No, man. You got a warped sensibility here. Yeah, but uh, it would be pretty damn shocking to have that happen to you, knowing what he knows about Skyler. Sure. So. I don't know. I think he should, he should wise up. Huh. Okay. Uh, so th- here's the big question. Do you think Ted is dead? Yes. Okay. So oh, do wow. I. Wow. Yes. His and- his his head is <laughs> his head is wrong. Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, we'll post that in the show notes. Uh, so I think they just that's not right. Look at that. <laughs> You're absolutely right. What the hell? All right, the listeners can't see this, man. It's bad. I'm bad painting radio. them a picture with my shocked outrage. This is not. <laughs> I'm. Why did I not notice this man's problem? <laughs> God. <laughs> Wow, yeah, it's I'm definitely up. posting that in the recap. Okay, good deal. Uh, I totally lost what I was saying now. Good. Oh no, they basically said as much that Ted is dead with the next scene with Saul and uh, Carnivore well, and Randy. I mean, he could be just be paralyzed. That was one theory brought out. I saw. I read. maybe, but they were like the act of God to me. That says I watched that him he's slam. Dead. I watched him slam in and oranges fall <laughs> several times. He looks pretty damn dead to me. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were talking about the stunt man who did that on the Breaking Bad Insider podcast. Right, right. <laughs> and just how they actually made the joke that they have a whole bunch of stunt men who just do it one time each. Really? <laughs> Get it? They're all actually killing themselves. Oh, Never mind. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, next scene. Uh, Walt finds out that Jesse's been cooking in the lab without him. Right. Uh, and then he goes to visit him. Uh-huh. So, what do you think about this scene? Well, first of all, I like how Jesse is, like, not taking any Walt shit from the jump. Like, uh-huh. he shows up in the side and he's got his hands on him, get the hell out of my house, pushing him. Like, oh, yeah. Right, like, you want more of this, old man? Is that, like, yeah. I see your nose is busted up. I'll do it more. And he's also very protective, I think, of Andrea and Brock. Yeah, and outraged because he's kind of got this Huxtable thing going with him. Oh, sure. And Hank is bringing this toxic meth thing into his life. So, um, and, you know, Andrea's got to know because Saul was kind of like, you know, when he was, she was probing kind of like, where is he getting this money? Is he in any trouble? And, you Mm -hmm. know, Saul's like, well, you know, Jesse. And she does know Jesse. Sure. So she knows, too. And I think this is an uncomfortable reminder. Also, by the way, whoever, whichever less listener said that he thought that Jesse got out of there to go talk with Andrea. Yeah. Very nice, because I didn't pick that up. With uh, Saul last episode? There was a couple episodes ago. Or a couple, yeah. If, if he was scoring under your new method, he got like five prediction points there. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like how Walt has to kind of sneak around. This is like right before this but, scene, but Walt has to sneak into his lab now, because Hank could be watching. And they, they didn't 
they didn't say that. They right. just implied it. Well, spe- and I was like, does which it, I really like. Does the laundry have to be dirty? And Tuvok's like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't um, have to, but it is. But back to Jesse, I just love his outrage. It's like, you brought your DEA brother. Like, now yeah. Walt is the fuck up. Yeah. Walt is the Jesse. The student has become is, the master. It's so, so awesome how he did that slowly over the whole season. And how we thought that was going to be Walt turning into Gus. Right. And, Walt, and he pulled it over Walt us. Walt begging actually kind of got me emotionally involved. And I'm like, wow, Jesse's going to crack here. Because he was like whimpering and mm-hmm. almost on his knees. Like, please, I beg of you help. And Jesse said, last time I helped, uh, asked you for help, you said, I hope you die. Or I hope you get yeah. buried in a barrel in Mexico. <laughs> So, so I'm not gonna help you. Sorry. And then what do you think of the prodding? Like I, <laughs> I I I called Tuvok right, right? He's rotten to the core. Tuvok's an asshole. Oh yeah. Nobody likes Tuvok. Right. I, I'm just surprised we haven't seen He was an asshole on Voyager. <laughs> He's an asshole on Breaking Bad. I'm just surprised we haven't seen the don't tase me bro picks on Reddit yet. Where yeah, are they? I don't know. Maybe that is is there a meme too played out for Reddit? Maybe so. We might have found one. I'm gonna make one. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else on that scene or can we move no, on? We can move on. Uh so we come back from commercial and Gus is warning off Walt in the desert. Only only Gus can make stepping <laughs> out of a Volvo station wagon badass. Yeah, he's pretty badass. Station wagon. None Not just a guys... Volvo. It's a Volvo station wagon. The name station wagon is lame. Station sure. wagon, have you thought about it? Station wagon. A wagon like is a, a pretty ga- lame it's, it's name. It's a wagon that goes between gas stations. A wagon implies slow. Wagon implies Like you're going to chalk that sucker up and, and, and ford the Oregon River. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to flip over, and Grandma's going to get you're going to get dysentery. You're going to yeah. lose all your ammo for hunting bear. Sure. Uh, yeah. What did you think about? There's a couple of really neat tricksy visual effects here. First of all, as you mentioned, the fade the, to white, the when flash to white, yeah. is black to white when they pull off Walt's uh, uh, blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought the killer was the wide shot of yeah. Gus, you know, and 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 Jess and Walt talking, mm-hmm. and the cloud. You know, Incredibly light cool. and, and, and and rolled over in the darkness. Now, do you think that that was actually them? Uh, because the audio is all dubbed. They could have just stood there for like an hour waiting for that to happen. Sure. Do you sure. Th- or could it have been CGI? Or does it really matter? Do you not even care? Um, I mean, it doesn't matter as far as the story goes. But honestly, it felt to me like it was real. It did to me, too. Because I've seen that happen before. I've been, like, I've spent a couple of years in the plains of Texas, and uh-huh. I've seen that happen, and it was always kind of like, you know, when you see the f- world kind of go to darkness when yeah. a big cloud patch rolls over. It feels cool. very off-putting and otherworldly, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very, very cool, and I think that maybe they saw the cloud coming, and they were like, hey, let's get under this, and let's just, let's film it. Because I don't know how else you do that, because yeah. they timed it. To where they were actually filming the scene while it happened. Well, but they were again really this wide angle shot. They're just standing there, but they they're not s- because they've they've lined up the dialogue with but the Walt's dialogue actual motion, dude. It is dubbed. What? It absolutely his is motions. He's on his hands and knees. Really? I didn't yeah, but when that. he coughs, his like head moves forward and he leans oh, forward see, and stuff okay. like that. So right. That's they, they must have been filming on purpose and filming this scene during that happening. Right. So kind of crazy, uh, but very, very cool shot. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually got some listener feedback, which we'll get to on that subject, which is very cool, uh, interesting uh, theory on that, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
the other thing that I thought was really cool in this scene was Gus. Gus is just heartless, man. Well, I love how everything that we knew about Gus has turned out to be a lie. Uh-huh. He said in the in season two, as a contrast to Tuco, I find fear to be a very poor motivator of people. Mm. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, in the end of episode three, or season three, he said, I abhor violence against children. I never order the death of the children. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, this whole talk about family. I don't believe he has a family. This I man... And now that he's killed, I, I feel like now that he's killed the cartel, nothing is holding him back from just being an arch super villain. Like, that was mm-hmm. the one thing keeping him kind of in check. Is that there was a bigger super villain. But now he's le- in full-blown mustache twirling Lex Luthor mode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and when he gets, when he steps out of that car and he walks up to Walt and he's just like, you are done. Mm-hmm. That I thought he was going to kill him. Honestly, I will say I got to give Walt some balls props because he called Gus's <laughs> bluff. He's like, you know, he, he but I, I thought it was also sad that he finally realized that Jesse was true blue where it counted. Hmm. Just yeah. too late. Like, you know, yeah. Jesse, after all you've done, after all the wedges you've driven to us, Jesse still is is loyal to me and yep. won't let you kill me. Yeah, so, absolutely. But then Gus shut that down and is like, you know, well, Here's the thing. I'm going to kill your brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and if you interfere, I'm going to kill your wife. I'm going to kill your son. I'm going to kill your infant daughter. Heartless, man. I got to ask this you, guy. why did Gus tell Walt about killing Hank at all? They've kept Walt in the dark about so much, it would seem very simple to just be like, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're over. And, and you can, oh, fine, you owe Jesse your life, but you get out. I don't ever want to mm-hmm. see you again. If you see you again, you're dead. Why do you have to tell him that he's going to kill Hank? He should have just said that he's going to kill his family if he doesn't leave. Do you think he that? Stay out of do it. you think that maybe he was worried that he would involve Hank somehow anyway? So he said that as a kind of a way to cow him. Like you know, you. I think you're so craven that if I tell you that I'm going to kill your 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 whole family, that you will not interfere. Maybe I don't. I really don't see a point in doing it other than to maybe keep Walt from being so shocked when it happens that he'll just become enraged and try and come back after Gus. Mm. Maybe, maybe like giving him the heads up would be enough to, for Walt to like come to peace with Hank dying mm. maybe in Gus's mind. All right. Well, I feel like we need to move on. So, all right. So let's talk about the best 10 minutes of television mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It kicks off in Saul's office with mm-hmm. the A team basically saying <laughs> act of God. Yeah. Right. All that. Yeah. Um, so the checks in the mail onto the IRS, there's no getting that money back at this point. Ted's yes. dead. Yeah. Or incapacitated, whatever. Um, so we see Walt burst, bar, literally barge into the office and say, I need the disappearing man. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's a vacuum cleaner salesman. <laughs> sure. Uh, what do you think about the, the way they use vacuums in the show? Like, hmm, in, what do you mean? In season two, Walt hid money in a vacuum sweeper bag. Um, they had a prominent shot of Jesse's Roomba. Um, mm-hmm. it seems like this show's obsessed with cleaning. Like now we're talking about this, that the, the ultimate cleanup man is fronting a vacuum cleaner store. Uh-huh. Um, there's the car wash, mm-hmm. the laundry, the laundry. Yep. uh, everything's trying to, you know, launder and wash and clean up messes. Do you think there's hmm. that? Do you think that basically every time there's an enterprise Villigan's in a writing room saying, 
can we make it cleaning related? <laughs> can we get some Formula sure. 409 in that shot? I think it's I, a theme. I think it is too, yeah. Um, because Walt is trying to clean up his messes since episode one, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's been doing the entire time. So, uh, yeah, it could definitely be a running theme. So he's going to and, and but Paul but Saul says you've got to get the money before you make the call because it's going to happen fast. Yeah, and you're going to need that five like you know half half of a million dollars to make this happen. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he doesn't do it until he is paid. So Walt runs home, gets into the crawl space, quickly finds out there's not enough money. Well, when I when Walt busted into Saul's office, I was like, oh my god, Walt is in full on panic mode. Right. Right. And that was Saul just the tip also, of the iceberg, though. Saul also looks sick. He does, yeah. Like, like, I think Saul might be a little over his head at this point. What is Saul in danger from at this point, though? He's on the wrong side of the Gus versus Walt fight. Gus came in and said, this guy's going to kill me and my whole family and all this stuff. I mean... Maybe. I just don't... He killed Victor... Yeah. For being seen in an apartment, I mean, sure, you sure. don't think he'll kill some two-bit lawyer? Yeah. Although he is a celebrity in Albuquerque. Yeah, better call Saul. Um, anyway, anyway, so yeah, let's talk about the uh, the final scene here. I thought this final scene was very like I've made a lot of Godfather comparisons. This was very Goodfellas. Mm, Walt's yeah. like just desperation, and Skyler's like you know anguish very much like henry and his wife's scene in the final moments of, of, of goodfellas absolutely um yeah. i don't know and just like in the middle of because that's the thing like when he finds out there's no money and she gave it to ted <laughs> first he just screams because he just realizes oh i've just sentenced my family to death yep and just as he cracks up, Marie calls to let him know that Saul's already made the phone call. So, like, yep. that's the last thing. He could have made this delayed it a little bit. You can't go back on it now. But now the DA's been – he's already interfered, which is the thing that Gus said was going to get him killed. Yep. So yep. the trigger has already been the bullets out of the barrel and going towards Walt's head. And I like how both Skyler and Walt are to blame here. Oh, yeah. They're, you can't put the blame on either one of them individually. It's both of them. They're in this together now. And and Skylar making such a big deal in like 403, no more lies, yes. no more secrets. Mm-hmm. She got caught up in the same game. <laughs> yeah, man. It just happens. That's how it happened to Walt. That's how it's happening to her. Um. So we see uh, James Posniwak at, uh, at wow. the Times mentioned that like this is – Literally the lowest point Walt can get. He's underground, yeah. lying on the dirt, essentially dead. And he's very much like a he's in around surrounded by dirt, and like mm. that little scene was like almost like the top half of a casket. Yeah, and he also was striking the you know stereotypical Jesus pose, the cruciform uh-huh. pose. Sure. a lot of symbolism in that shot. Um, very obvious. Um, uh, the other thing that I noticed in that shot is when they pull away, it felt very much like. Uh, the shot with Jesse with his heroin, like where Ooh. they pulled Jesse up off the bed. Only instead of Jesse floating up towards the uh-huh. camera, Walt stayed down and the camera receded. Yeah. So yeah, it's like which... kind of like instead of ascending to heaven, Walt was going down to the personal hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's that was an interesting shot for sure. Um, the other thing about that made the scene so intense was the music, man. The music is just incredible here. You had that hammer kind of. 
and it's not really even music as, as much as it is noise, yeah. but it's just rhythmic, and it really you know, makes you feel the emotion. It reminds me of when we talked about the 401 box cutter, when they were doing the cleanup after Victor had died and had that industrial throbbing kind of music. Uh-huh. Um, similar kind of ambience there. For sure. Uh, so immediately after the show on Facebook, we got some uh, Faceback feedback. Uh, Lynn M., she's all on the Walt getting a brain tumor. And she True. thinks that explains his kind of emotional instability. Well, the other thing in this scene is when he's running through the house looking for his money, he's coughing. Yeah. So, And I don't think he's just coughing because he's out of breath or anything or hurt. He's coughing because the cancer is back. Which, by the way, we it's been a while since we heard Mike cough. That's true. Interesting. Although he's shot now, I don't know. Uh, she continues says that she thinks Jesse's going to con- going to now continue to take the high ground and make better choices while Walt continues to descent into madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, uh, I was going to say D, but we've already called him De Grosso, so he's going to maintain that uh, <laughs> okay. de plum. Uh, he said, "Am I the only one that's now still rooting for Walt?" I think so. Yeah. I don't know because I heard I saw a lot of feedback on the internet saying that this episode made Walt sympathetic again, that he's finally uh, realized being on the other end of the stick with Skyler mm-hmm. and having all these things plot against him and his best intentions that now he's become sympathetic again. I take the whole thing into account here. Uh, Walt has done some nasty things. Well, yes, I think he, I don't. I want to talk about this more like in this. the spoiler section. Okay. Because I got some thoughts about this, but I don't I don't want to so, risk spoiling the listener. Why doesn't Walt go to Jesse for the money? We know Jesse has money. If Walt goes to him and says, Hey, I'm well, dead unless you well, give me Jesse this money. Jesse got all his money stolen, it was like seventy grand, wasn't it? But he's been cooking this entire time with Walt too. So he's got as much money as Walt does. No, no, no. Yeah. Walt's not splitting his 50-50. Yes, he is. Is he? Yeah, he absolutely said that in the car wash when he was talking to Skylar, saying well, how much he made. why would... Uh, he just went to Jesse for help, begged him for help, and Jesse uh-huh. said, get the F, you know, GTFO. And by the way, I think Jesse being there while Gus was intimidating him in the desert was kind of like Gus Jesse's tacit approval. Like, look, I bought you this much. Was Jesse there? Yeah, Jesse was there. Wasn't oh, he? Oh, I, I didn't even realize. If, if he was there, that's that puts a whole other twist on that scene. Um, well, I'm going to continue talking and assume that okay. he was, but I, I actually thought he was. Um, All right, I did not notice if, that. But. But, but him being there, I thought, was his basically signing off on, like, look, if you fuck this up, mm-hmm. I've done everything I can for you, even despite. Yeah, there he is. Are um, you sure that's him? Yes. I don't know, because he doesn't drive a white honda fit or whatever that is no but one of maybe one of uh, gus's other dudes does uh well that's actually a car that they everybody's wondering how walt gets out of that desert and gets home he drives away in that white car whatever it is because these people these two guys get tuvok and the other guy who might be jesse i'm not sure uh they get into tuvok's car and gus gets in his car right and they leave that white car for walt right yeah, for for whatever reason, I I thought that was Jesse, but maybe it's not. I don't think it is. That would really twist things up. Okay, because I I thought that was Jesse's tacit approval of like you know again I've gotten you this far, but if you go against Gus here, I'm washing my yeah. hands of it. You know so. how much the listeners are going to berate us for this conversation. <laughs> you dumbasses! I can't believe you thought that was Jesse. We've been good. You're for, idiots. We've been good. Unsubscribe. For, we've been good for an episode or so. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Anyway, that's all I've got for this episode. That's Fan-tastic enough. Fantastic episode. Best 
10 minutes of television I've ever seen at the end. You know, and last week we said last week was the best episode we did. ever. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm saying best 10 minutes of television, period. I've I never will, seen anything better. Uh, Again, I think there might be some moments in the wire that had me similarly oh, such a like gas. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I I find it hard to dispute best ten minutes, best episode. Mm, mm, there's some yeah. definite ones in season four and season one of the wire, but best and season three for that matter. But I just love the way everything comes together. They have been building this thing with Ted for over a season now. They have been building this elaborate weave of plot points to come to a head right here. And this isn't even the finale. Like, most series would have this as the finale cliffhanger. True. Wait a year to see the, the resolution. We've got two True. more episodes, two True. more hours. This, this, is a pre, this is basically a Breaking Bad cliffhanger that we get the resolution to next week. So exactly. That's, 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 a good, that's a good point. It's impressive. And if they can top that for the season finale, I, I'm probably going to die. I think heart attack is in my future. <laughs> well, no instant cast, no instant reaction cast for that one. <laughs> no. I'll be rushing your ass to the hospital. Absolutely. Uh, so why don't we do some listener feedback? Do We've it. got a bunch of it. Do you want me to do We're the old stuff? We're running low on time, Do you want so me to do the old quick. stuff first, or do you want to do the new stuff first? Uh, why don't you do some old stuff first, and then we'll talk about the new stuff. Okay. So this will all be about last week's episode. All right. Uh, first of all, we got a new feedback formula um, because we are running into some time constraints and we're getting so much of it. Yeah. Um, basically, if Jim and I came up with this in our notes as we were watching it, we're claiming these thoughts as our own. Yeah. And you're getting cut out, listeners. No credit for this <laughs> stuff that we observed during watching it. If you sent in a prediction that was invalidated, like, so if you send in a prediction for next episode and we watch next episode and. Hmm. You're wrong. We're not going to read it, and you're not going to hear me say, you're wrong. Yeah. So Why would we want to do yeah, that? Yeah, we don't want to rub that in your face. Um, actually, I had a listener kind of say, like, hey, dicks. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> edit that out episode. next part. Yeah, so um, Three, if we receive the same idea from multiple people, you might we might amalgamate that stuff. And since we do this all so fast, you, your name might not get credit for it. So mm-hmm. if, if you send in a very common theme or something we already came up with or something that was invalidated, we're just going to have to skip it. Yeah. So we are going to still try to, we are going to try to still email everybody back. So yeah. Um, so Facebook feedback, Facebook actually, feedback. no, I want to get the, leave that. Cause that's actually recent stuff. Um, Dave in from Pennsylvania says afterwards, uh, he thinks that Walt's pride is going to take over after he disposes of Gus and he's going to build his own lab underneath the car wash. He's going to sell a product mm. better than what comes out of Gus's lab. That's hard to believe. And he'll undercut his uh, prices and put him out of business. I think he assumes that Gus is going to survive. So what do you hmm. think about the car wash as lab theory at this point? We've heard it uh, postulated like several different it. times. I like it because it's very similar. A lot of chemicals around, a lot of machinery that most people wouldn't have any idea what it does. Right. I like that that angle of it. I don't think he's going to be competing with with Gus because I don't think Gus is going to be alive. Well, plus there's but there's 16 more episodes. Yeah. There's got to be more Walt making meth, right? There's got to be more of that, and he's got. Has he ever not made meth in a season of Breaking Bad? <laughs> No, that's the whole what show what is about. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that the car wash seems like it's the best place to do it. You're right. Once he takes out Gus, what does he do? He's got to start 
he's either got to get out of the game, which makes for a boring 16-episode future. Right. Or he's got to start his own thing. Yeah, how can you do 15-some hours of him just running from... Running a car wash. That's or boring. Or running from Gus if Gus survives. You know, just... Ah, Gus is dead, man. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dave from Maryland says, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the fact that Jesse's entire cook in Mexico was taped on video camera. Oh, he had yeah. a, a problem with that, like, you know, that's going to be blackmail material. I, you know, it's the same thing as, like, is is Gus taping all this stuff? Is he making notes on a criminal effing mm-hmm. conspiracy, basically? Because he has Walt and Jesse in the lab cooking meth. Yep. I mean, that's all recorded already. Right. So. Um, so... Anyway, he also says, keep up the great work. Yours is the only Breaking Bad podcast I listen to. Oh, uh, don't than, read that. The self- uh, other than the <laughs> official one, um, honestly. Thank you. No, no, step it up. We demand exclusivity. What? <laughs> Unsubscribe from Dixon's. No, I'm serious. No, no, That's no, pretty no. high praise. Uh, Diamond Rattler. Uh, we need oh. a soundboard so we can put a, like the little Rattler snake in on that. <laughs> yeah. Just want to point like out it. that third pill that Gus... Uh, had maybe used for when Jesse tries to poison him with the cigarette. People aren't giving up on the rice. Hey, now. Um, also yeah. says he encourages us not to spoil the last episode for ourselves or others if we find any information. Gus is going to die. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no information suggesting that. That's my pet theory. Uh, so that's one vote f- against. Um, Herbert at says that Zafiro seems to mean sapphire, which sounds true when you look at the bottle. And I mentioned this hmm. kind of last yeah. week that it means a blue gem. Yeah. You know, and again, this is a reference to the blue sky meth. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin M continues because you, you wrote an t- article on this tequila yeah. that got crazy hits. Well, it's like the only thing on Google about it. So. Yeah, I know, but like yeah. we got like our, you know, we're up like 300 we and got some like percent. eight or nine hits on it. It was insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were only getting five or six. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Austin M says, uh, you mentioned that the fire was like this, like elemental thing. And uh-huh. he pointed out that the, the fire on the top of the tequila bottle is actually an agave, agave, yeah, agave plant, agave yeah. plant, which they make tequila from. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, uh, he, he asked, is it easy to get a driver's license when you have cerebral palsy? Probably not. Um, and did Walt Jr. even have a handicap sign for his car? I don't know, but that is a hmm. good point. Yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty mild case on the show, and I know the actor, R.J. Mitty, actually has an even more mild case yeah. in real life. Mm-hmm. He plays it up for the show. Uh, he says, but there's no way Walt Jr. is taking drugs. His character is the young, good, innocent person for the reason. It gives them a chance to become a victim of all those around them. What do you think? I still like the whole Walt Jr. is going to go to the drug route. Uh, despite it being one of your theories, I do too. Uh, and we have another listener who commented on this and said that they don't think, or that they do think the Walt Jr. I got a lot of knots. Drug. I don't, and I don't think he stole his dad's medicine, but the way he picked it up and looked at it, mm-hmm. I thought there was a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, he also, Austin says the other thing that ends up in crawl spaces besides money is bodies. Oh, you think we're going to see any disposal? I don't think so, because if Walt's going to dispose of a body... He's got the acid. Yeah. Acid barrels. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is symbolic of him being in the crawl space, right? That's right. like we talked about with the coffin. We forgot to His put a name in there. We did, yeah. So, obviously, there's a crawl space. Um, I also thought that Walt spent a lot of time on his knees. Mm-hmm. Um, basically crawling for Gus and Jesse's mercy and yeah. having very little space to maneuver. Well, I was going to say, yeah, everything is kind of, everything comes down on him this episode, mm-hmm. right? He he has nowhere to go. He's crawling through this scenario at this point. He is at his low point. 
So that's still only two. Villigan's left us hanging for the third, the third metaphorical bone again. Ooh, uh, maybe they put Ted's body in his crawl space. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's move on. The semi-professional podcast podcast critic Andrew L. He says some whole theorized that Jesse had been wearing a wire. The list of evidence he offered in 409 Bug was, if not compelling, at least coherent. In your last podcast, you asked for whom Jesse could be wearing a wall wire. What about Saul? He had all those tapes in his safe, after all. Yeah, I don't know. It's plausible. Those, you know? those tapes are another loose end. Like, if you're going to burn me, I'm going to burn you. And why would they show us the tapes if they weren't used for anything? Well, it's something a lawyer probably having to save. Maybe. You think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan B. concurs with this idea, going so far as to make it an official prediction. Hey, dear. Yeah. Uh, he's also, he was also the, F, the, the ex meth addict that, that we read a, a few oh, okay. episodes ago and, but he couldn't hilariously couldn't remember what we were asking our former meth users about from the podcast. <laughs> uh, we were asking about the efficacy of asking a meth head, a tweaker to dig a hole and why that oh, would yeah. work. Why would that mm-hmm. soothe the tweaker soul? So Jonathan yeah, what B, is it about meth that sends you on these, write tangents? it down on the back of your hand right now. <laughs> And and get back with us on a couple episodes from now. All yeah. right. Uh, the Everbold John from Portland says uh, regarding Walt and Jesse's falling out. He says, "Am I the only one to think the fight seemed like a legitimate? Uh, didn't think the fight seemed like a legitimate falling out between Walt and Jesse? To me, it felt like a petty, emotionally charged fight based on a pinup yeah. frustration and fear caused by everything happening, rather than focused anger or true resentment. I do not buy that at all. Jesse has a lot of reasons to be more reasons than he knows. Literally, yeah." To to be resentful and, and hate Walter White. But yet, we see him still being loyal to Walt. At least to a degree. He does not want him dead. I, I don't know that he's loyal. I think that he's just a decent human being. You think so? But he's killing people left and right. Is he? Oh, yeah. He, he killed a dude. So he's killed... He killed uh, the dude who he needed to kill last yes, episode. Yes, had to. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Jesse's actually, and, and something to, to cover Walt's, to preserve Walt's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that Jesse is, is, that's just his humanity. He's still clearly angry with Walt and doesn't oh, yeah. want him anywhere near his life. Sure. Um, he said, re regarding Skylar and Ted, I kind of wanted Ted to continue being a huge ass about the whole situation. Wish granted. <laughs> the Villigan heard you, and now you don't have to worry about birthdays and Christmas. And he paid the price. <laughs> uh, Nick CR from Ottawa says, remember Saul on the phone earlier in the season? Uh, in the season, He said the eight is murder. What? Yeah, I asked I don't him for, remember this. I asked him for clarification on that, um, and I didn't I, – I, I don't think he got back with me. But if hmm, that's okay. true, we'll, we'll visit it. But it would explain he's referring to the eight-shaped bruise or the infinity symbol bruise on Jesse's cheek. Yeah, um, but I don't remember anybody saying eight is murder. Yeah, ma, me either. So, yeah, and he didn't respond, darn it. All right, well, let's move on. Move on. Um, Amanda T. from Louisiana said uh, on the meaning of the word salute. She says, I thought that since this word means health, it may shade, shade, shed some light on how Gus's actions in Mexico influenced the health of his empire in America. We don't fully yet know if poisoning the cartel is going to help or hurt Gus's operations. That's a good point. Yeah, that is. I mean, they had some kind of symbiotic relationship going for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Maybe Gus is a little bit big for his britches. Uh, Ted M. has some more thoughts on Salud. He said he thinks the word relates to Walt. His relationship with the son is his own sense of himself. 
I think he heals emotionally a lot in that episode. And the last shot of him standing in his driveway, he looks filled with purpose and confidence and not the fake confidence from 38 snub when he tried to walk up to Gus's house and shoot him, but real confidence. I think it means the Heisenberg's back. Um, I'm not seeing after this episode. Mm. I mean, Walt's got to do something drastic to get himself out of the situation. Some Heisenberg will yeah. return. Oh, I think he's going full Heisenberg. He has nothing to lose. Okay. Absolutely nothing now. He disappears his family. He goes full Heisenberg. Okay. He's got to. What other choice does he have? I don't... I I, I concur. Uh, Evan K says, I don't know... Uh, by the way, he's the one that said Jay looks like the Clamation character. Uh, oh, okay. in the hotels commercial yeah uh thank you evan k i don't know what everyone's talking about regarding jay jr being such a druggie i don't see it at all no I we haven't seen any of no. it yeah so uh one other thing you talk about villigan's interview where he talks about the scarface influence because i haven't seen the interview so i don't know but did he say the character was going to which character was definitively going to change the car, scarface and did he say it was going to be walt because at this point i can't see walt becoming a gun-toting badass but jesse has killed a lot of people and is turning into more of a controller um, I don't recall. He said it's the story of Mr. Chips turning to Mr. Scarface. Yeah. So, is Jesse Mr. Chips? At the beginning of the season. I don't uh, even know series. who the hell Mr. Chips is. Uh, neither do I. That's kind of like when Jar- people said Jar Jar is Step and Fetch It. And I'm like, who the hell is Step and Fetch It? <laughs> oh, God. From Star Wars. Like, I, this, uh, this is a cultural reference. I don't know. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's, okay. <laughs> let's stick on track with uh, Mr. Chips. I don't know who that is, but... Based on context, I'm assuming it's someone yes. who is completely opposite of Scarface. Yes. And to me, that does not say Jesse at the beginning of this series. No. It says Walt. Well, he could be completely opposite from, from uh, Tony in a different way. In that he's like a screw-up or, yeah. I mean... Non-ambitious, kind of a loser. Possibly. We're going to have to research Mr. Chips. Actually, no. We're going to have the audience do that. Uh, <laughs> That's audience. more our speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us who Mr. Chips is and his characteristics. Yes. Fly, minions, fly. How he's opposite Scarface. Uh, Drew M. from Indianapolis. Got a Naptown Oh, listener. yeah. Um, he said he has a theory that he's always suspected Hank's old boss, Merker, of being dirty. Mm. He never says much as an always chummy with Gus. But here's something no one talks about. After watching most of the episodes that he appears in and taking into account Vince's wardrobe color choices, Merker is almost always wearing a light blue shirt, which happens to be the same color as sky blue meth. Oh. He also says that back when Hank was staking out in El Paso, in a conversation between two Spanish-speaking agents, one asked why Hank was assigned there. The other agent simply replied, politics. Hmm. After his return home because of the turtle explosion, Hank... That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Hank was attempting to Ooh. show the new RV evidence to Merker, and Merker wouldn't listen and only pressured Hank to return to El Paso. He didn't appear too thrilled when Hank declined to finish the blue sky meth case interesting that's the first kind of more concrete Mm -hmm. you know real evidence that maybe mercury is dirty yeah up until now i was totally thinking i forgot conspiracy i forgot about them saying that it's just politics yeah that's a good point that's a very good point um brian kw from long island says what's up with everyone having blue eyes blue eyes is 25 percent of the population but 75 percent yeah, of the show skyler's crazy blue eyes skyler jesse mike hank skinny pete combo mrs pinkman is there some connection between the meth the blue sky meth and the blue sky now eyes? how is miss pinkman connected to the meth come on she's a wholesome woman oh i thought he was she's I a fine he was lady jane was jane blue-eyed i couldn't recall 
Oh, I don't know. Mrs. Pinkman, I thought, was Jesse's mom, right? Oh, I guess it would be. Which, I, I guess she's not connected to meth. Surely. Hmm. Maybe she taught him how to make it. Yeah. <laughs> so She put the chili pea in his product for him. Yeah, I can't tell if she's got blue eyes or not. There's not a good enough image of her. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. No, she's nope, got brown eyes. Whatever. Anyway. Fantastic podcasting. <laughs> Looking at images. <laughs> how about this? Is this fantastic? <laughs> Uh, Candace here from Denver, uh, Candace from Denver, Colorado says, uh, about the, we were wondering why the one guy, uh, Alex from Denver, Dallas went off on Skylar wearing jeans. Oh yeah. Yeah. She says she was wearing jeans on Walt's, uh, birthday mom jeans. I, as a woman, and we got a lot of feedback that always began as, as a woman, I thought they looked terrible. She shouldn't be wearing those jeans. They're not flattering and she should try another pair <laughs> and professional <laughs> podcast critic, Daniel B also, you know, the uh, highbrow Daniel B actually joined in on the fray and said, no, yeah, terrible. She's not, it's not flattering See, at all. But I've, I've got the inside scoop here because Alex slash Dave from Texas or from <laughs> Dallas actually wrote in with his third part on why I hate Skylar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read his words here because uh, th- I guess they need to be read. Uh, you guys mentioned on the last podcast for me to write back and tell you what I meant by control freaks should never wear jeans. This is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be real good. He says, in my mind, jeans for women should be the kind should be kind of tight and sculpt a nice looking derriere and legs. Fat chicks look bad in jeans. <laughs> oh, God. Skylar is fat and a control freak. Hence, control freaks should never wear jeans. <laughs> so that's his theory. Uh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Alex says, this just, the uh, the poisoning in Salud says, this seems so out of character for Gus. Uh, it was a poorly thought out plan of attack with only minimal chance of success. I'm curious what his ideal scenario was. After all, if only Don Eladio had drunk it, then it would have been Gus, Mike, and Jesse versus two dozen of his men. And if all our men were going to drink it, which seems ideal, then Gus had to know he'd be asked to drink as well. My only theory is that killing Don Eladio was all Gus had cared about for 20 years, and he didn't mind if he himself died in the process. In fact, if he survives now, I'll be deeply curious to see how different of a person he is, no longer fueled by revenge. That's a good theory because I, too, think that this was Gus going all in. Well, this is, I'm all in. I'm taking us both out. There's, there's a problem here, and that's the makeshift hospital. If he sets up the hospital, just like with Jesse and, and Mike supposedly wanting to kill Jesse there— it doesn't make sense that he would set up a hospital when he knows that he's all in. Well, but what if but what if Don Eladio just takes the liquor and puts it on a shelf and drinks it later just by himself? Mm-hmm. That doesn't you know, that doesn't finish off the cartel. What if mm-hmm. you know, he drank it right there but didn't share it with anybody? Sure. Oh, I totally understand that. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like a madman set on revenge who sets up a hospital with all their blood types. Well, I think it's you know what cra- I mean. Yeah, I think it's as crazy as he gets. I mean, he's crazy prepared, <laughs> but he also yeah. was pushing all the chips in. This was that's we're true. Either all going home or none of us go home. He, he did drink poison, so <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, Kenan L says, uh, keep this in mind about poison. Gus took one shot. Do we really think everyone else at the party only took one? Gus had oh. the pills and less poison. This explains him being alive. Um, I don't know how many shots are in a 750 milliliter bottle. Yeah, 20 guys take one shot each. That might be a whole bottle. I think it's more like a dozen. Yeah. But, yeah. So maybe like, you could get two shots out of that. Maybe so, yeah. So, um, Charlie F. said, uh, I remember you mentioning that the Mike, the guy Mike choked out was also the one that took shots at a trio. 
I didn't buy it. I just mentioned it as a theory. He actually rewatched the episode and you know had some screenshots showing that they're clearly two different guys. So theory put the rest. All right. Um, Ivan C said he has a theory that he noticed all the main characters that are bald or have otherwise short hair are the ones that have killed someone. Who isn't bald in this series? Well, <laughs> Walt shaved his head after he killed Crazy Eight. Jesse shaved his head after he killed Gale. Hank, Gus, and Mike already were bald, which can be implied mm-hmm. is because they have already killed people. Yeah. Hank, maybe. I don't know. Um, before the series started, um, Skylar cut her hair shorter after learning of Walt's meth job, which is now means she's part of the morally bad guys. Is short hair slash bald mean bad in this show? Breaking bald. Huel, <laughs> his deformed dome. He's clearly evil. <laughs> he's obviously killed people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Jasmine Bowen's uh, on twi- uh, or Jasmine B. Jesus, I, for- I keep forgetting to do this. Shame on you. They're public. That's on Facebook. It's there's on no, Facebook. They're- yeah, there's no anonymity. Zuckerberg's on selling your name anyway. Yeah, said maybe Walt. He's got a GPS on your car. <laughs> she says maybe Walt's breaking his glasses was symbolic. Now that his glasses are fixed, maybe he can start redeeming himself. Uh, maybe we as an audience already knew he would, but it would be nice to see it happen already. There seems to be an eye theme, hmm. as you guys pointed out. So. Maybe because I do think that if you if you watch the scenes for next uh, episode or the you know previous next time on, it does seem like Walt has having his moment of clarity and he might be trying to make things right. Yeah, I mean it does, and it's also interesting that Walt Jr. was the one to fix that for him to mm-hmm. fix his glasses. Maybe he'll be the one to alter his perspective and kind of try to pull him out of interesting the the spiral he's in. I don't know. Uh, Peter R. says, uh, dude, I love your podcast, but if you ever use the word I again, as in Gemini's favorite character, uh, we're going to have some words, bitch. He used it like three times this episode. <laughs> well, we used to have a running joke on our old podcast. When yeah. I would say Gemini, you'd say Gemini, like the astrological like the, sign. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, suck it, bitch. <laughs> uh, all that's right, all I got get... until the spoiler section. So you want to gun Let's through get to the this new week's, stuff? Yeah, this week's feedback. Uh, Ken S. writes in. Um, he, she, I don't know. I can never tell on these names, man. Uh, he, she thinks that it's open for interpretation. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, she doesn't think that Walt or that Hank is on the wall yet. Um, and he, she also has an interesting Wait, take. Did you say on Kenneth? Kenna. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say if it's yeah. Kenneth, that's a dude. No, of Come course. On. Yeah. Uh, and they, they also have an interesting take on Jesse and Gus in this episode because when they were walking out of, um, the the makeshift hospital that she noticed he she noticed that one of them was wearing a black coat and a tan shirt and the other was wearing a tan coat and a black shirt Ooh. and that was kind of like a yin and yang representation there although i think they're becoming more and more alike honestly well and have you noticed that that uh walt as he became heisenberg started dressing more and more kind of regally in these oh, d- yeah. rich purples and reds and now and have you noticed what he's wearing the last few episodes he's back to walter white mode yeah, he definitely wear is. the khakis and the white shirts and the the khaki windbreaker absolutely he's yeah. come full circle uh so toby b from the abq says uh that gus is basically giving Tio a fate worse than death He's rubbing it in that, hey, all your actions are coming back to kill your family and friends, which is interesting because that's the same realization that Walt had this episode, the same realization that Skylar's having this episode. Everyone seems to be coming around to this idea that, hey, my actions cause these things. 
Yeah, and killing Tio at this point, I think, would be an act of mercy, which is not Gus's game. Yeah, like you said. Um, and also being from the ABQ, he says, those are no camera tricks, man, with the reference to the cloud scene. It's just the ABQ sky. It's just how they roll. Uh, Aaron T. from Michigan thinks that Walt needs to go into Heisenberg mode now because yes. we are running out of time um, and he needs to get his shit together quick. The audience is wanting it, man. And I want it, it, yeah. And when it happens, it's going to be really satisfying. Well, he hopes that it's going to be done with science. He wants like a ah. Tuco, I'm going to blow the building up sort of thing. Uh, and I don't know about Ryson. The Ryson's kind of played out now, but we'll see. Uh, Drex writes in and says, the whole Jesse walking across the desert thing with Gus made uh, him think of Villigan's boner for Westerns. Basically, Villigan really likes Westerns. Um, and he thinks it'd be interesting if... Walt and Jesse have a showdown with Gus in the desert at the end. I think they just did. Cool. Uh, that was very they? spaghetti western, the long shot of the two guys facing off. That's true, yeah. That's so. a good point. Uh, Rob writes in. He says, the very last scene was Walt's transformation to Heisenberg, which I totally agree here. I think he's going to go full Heisenberg mode. Um, he he said that the shot of them pulling back reminded him of like a space shuttle launch and and... Walt is launching into Heisenberg mode here. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, so Jerry writes in. Uh, he thinks that the next episode, either Jesse's girlfriend or her kid is going to smoke that rice and cigarette. Oh, my God. And, oh, yeah, my can you God. Imagine? Gilligan, you... <laughs> oh. How... Oh. How rotten is That's he? deep hurting. Oh, <laughs> it God. It really is. That's... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... Wow. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, Shep writes in, and apparently he skipped a whole bunch of episodes and uh, listened to our podcast. So just hear his name shouted out like three times last week. Uh, all right. So uh, he writes in and says, just from the brief exchange that Walt Jr. had with Skyler, he thought that uh, Skyler or that Walt Jr. was popping pills. Is druggy. Uh, she said something about his homework and how he wasn't doing it. No, this is uh, clearly never had a teenager or been one yourself. <laughs> yeah, you lied yeah. to your mom about that stuff all the time. Uh, and he's also the one who wrote a been wrote in about the uh, the pullback shot from the crawl space with the light flashing. Mm. Uh, so that was a cool observation. Uh, Bart DS from Belgium writes in. He says that he thinks the cloud passing overhead was real because, like you said, the audio was dubbed in later after the fact. Um, which it's kind of hard. I was thinking it'd be pretty hard to get the audio from that shot because it's such a wide shot that how do you get the mics in close enough to pick up any audio? And I understand that they have like shotgun mics that you can do that, but I don't know how you do that. Um, Alex in Dallas writes in, or I'm sorry. Yeah. We read his earlier. Uh, Rob O writes in with a crackpot theory. He says, Mike is going to make one more appearance in this series as the hero. Uh, he's going to hold a grudge about Gus attending to his own medical needs first and put a bullet in Gus right before he dies himself. I think Mike would understand the whole putting the other guy's needs first. Possibly, but it's my theory that Mike is going to team up with Walt to kill Gus. Yeah, so and I kind of... I've got to go with it. Yeah, all right. I'll buy that. <laughs> uh, John from Portland has a couple things here um, about Walt crashing the car. He thought it was kind of lame, but... Um, he was with me where uh, if he goes into that laundry with Hank and anybody recognizes him and says hi, then Hank's tipped off. So I right. I think that's a good theory. So get honestly. yourself into a 45, 50 mile an hour car crash to avoid that <laughs> slight possibility. Sure, sure. Sure, why not? Why not? Um, and he also doesn't think that um, Hank is buying Walt's story anymore. I'm with you there, brother. He's on to him. 
Um, we read that one, and we read that one. I think we're done. All right. That's it for listener feedback. Uh, next episode is going to be called End Times. Ooh. Doesn't sound good. And then the episode after nope. that? Nope. Ah, oh. ah, that's spoilers. Okay. Spoilerific, man. All right. <laughs> if you subscribe to TV Guide, watch out. Yep. Uh, by the way, what? did you know the TV Guide's description of the episode was Skyler's plan to help Ted hits a wall? <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. very good. That's awesome. G- uh, cheers to you yeah, in TV the Cheers guide. and Jeers section. That's it. That's it for the episode. Are we uh, really ready for spoilers? I think we're ready for the spoiler section, but you got to tell them where they can find oh, us Oh, right. Uh, of course, uh, baldmove.com is your headquarters for all things uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking good, rather. Um, you can email us at breaking ba- breaking good. <laughs> Actually, breaking bad at bald move. Works that also too. works, yeah. Because uh, we're cl- we're tricksy and clever. But breaking good at baldmove dot com. Uh, tweet at Jim at Twitter at break good. Break good. No yep. ing. Uh, see us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash breaking good. And again, if you want to support us, uh, we'd love to get a five star review uh, for our iTunes. We're collecting Absolutely. them. That's the what. That's what makes our heart really glow when we see a, a positive review, and we keep the five stars mm-hmm. lit up gold. Um, and also, uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, um, you know, getting your season three. Speaking of gold, on uh, <laughs> season three on Blu-ray or DVD, uh, why not use Amazon.BaldMove.com? Why not? That That's purchase. a good question. Because it costs you nothing yeah. and throws a few shekels our way. Absolutely. It's a great way to support podcasters in general. A lot of them do this, mm-hmm. and we really, really appreciate that because our hosting costs can get kind of expensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we want to remind you about, we reminded you at the beginning of the show, I'm going to reiterate here, is go to podcastawards.com and vote. Nominate us. I'll have a link in the show notes that you can follow for the instructions. Yeah. Awesome. All right, that is it for the non-spoilery section. Join us after the music for spoilers Exclusive galore. Exclusive VIP only spoiler segment of the podcast. To be honest, you won't miss much if you don't go this week. No, I got some stuff. Do you? Okay, all right. Well, then we will see you there. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. Okay, let's go ahead and run the clip for next episode. I have many choices. I alone should suffer the consequences of those choices. No one else. And those consequences, they're coming. For a longer look at the next episode of Breaking... Ooh. Ooh, the consequences are coming, man. First of all, listener James H. on Facebook said, the promo for next week looks like Walt's testing a homemade bomb. Oh, mm. interesting. Um, That's pretty science-y. That would be very science-y. Oh, it's crap. not very chemistry-y. Um, well, I mean, there's got to be, you know, chemist. I don't he, know he just makes a... Like Bombs a, are chemicals, man. Makes like a two-liter bomb. They're not like plant. It's not an animal. He downloads the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> makes a Drano bomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Drano and the two liter yeah. and some aluminum foil shakes it some up, nails. waits forty five minutes, and the bang just scares <laughs> Gus to death. Yeah, literally heart to attack. Death. Um, so I actually the speech is a larger part of the you know Walt kind of because you know Skyler's trying to talk him out of whatever it is he's doing in the next scene. I've seen this scene, and he's like, "Look, Skyler." 
I'm the one to blame for all these. These are all choices I made. I need to bear the full responsibility. Mm. So I actually think this is Walt trying to be the stand-up guy. And I almost wonder if it's the last you know, vestige of Walter White surfacing before Heisenberg completely sweeps it away. Like he's going to make one so. try to make it right and then go the full full blown Heisenberg or make sure his family is safe. Yeah, and he's obviously only Walter doing this White with his family. Will protect his family and then Heisenberg is going to make the sons of bitches pay. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to go to Gus and try to reason with him. That's not going to happen. Um, I also want to play this one clip. I meant to play it during the episode, mm-hmm. but there's a, one a person on Reddit said that it sounded like that Walt's voice. When he was giving his speech in the desert, why the clouds are passing over him, mm-hmm. was suddenly dubbed to Mike's voice. Okay. I want to listen to this and tell me what you think, Jim. I'd already be dead. Oh, wait. <laughs> Let's try this again. Kill me. If you could kill me, I'd already be dead. That part where he says, if you could kill me. If you could kill me. People are saying that's Mike's voice overdubbed. Now, like, there's a lot more to this theory. All right. Mike has an intense connection with a granddaughter of his. Mm -hmm. And there's been some kind of hints. I don't know how strong the hints are, but people think that there's some connection between his fall from grace and out of the law and his family. And now Walt is threatening, is being threatened with his family that they're trying to show a parallel between Walt and Mike. Or maybe why Mike would possibly be sympathetic by overdubbing his voice. Because I gotta say, that sounds a hell of a lot like Mike. I don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I just think Walt is in pain and Walt is... If you could kill me... That's Mike! If you could kill me. I, I don't agree, man. I think it's just Walt's voice. Being weird for Unlimited a power! Uh, I've seen like that since Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got, yeah. Uh, Anthony you know. DG says, as for, the unlikely, uh, as for the unlikely ally, what if it's Hank? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It conflicts with my Mike must join Walt to kill. Well, I thought theory. that you said that Hank was going to join up with the family business. I've said a lot of things, man. <laughs> Did you paint yourself in a corner like me I, saying yeah. that Jesse has to kill Walt, who's dressed up as Jesse, so Jesse has to kill himself? <laughs> I think so. He yeah. has to go back in time, 13 years, kill baby Holly. Pretty much, yep. All right. Uh, the other thing I don't know about is that, according to the spoiler, and this is for 413, right? The yeah. unlikely ally. Uh, yeah, yeah. That Saul <laughs> provides the unlikely ally. How the hell Ooh. is Saul going to provide the Hank connection? Um. Well, the uncut pizzas are coming back. We also know. <laughs> no, I. I don't know. Um. Anything can happen on this show. Right. I wouldn't have seen Ted sliding into a, a counter covered in oranges and dying this episode. <laughs> True. Uh. We didn't see. Uh, for sure, you know, with full spoilers, mm-hmm. or as full as you can get without reading the script, we didn't yep. see how pivotal, 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 how pivotal this uh, scene with uh, Skyler, or the scheme with Skyler and Ted was going to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that completely is a turning point in the series. Yeah, it flips the switch on Walt, totally. Um, what if Saul is representing Hank in the auto accident case? Yeah, he's suing Walt. And... 
or maybe sues Hank for being a, a jabbering jackass, and that's going to provide him with the money he needs. He's going to sue him for $500,000. That's going to take months, man. He's not going to have that in an hour. Now, Saul's that good. He'll just settle. Another one of our predictions where, Hank, where Saul busts out some lawyer wizardry in yep. the can. He'll just, Hank will settle right there. Mark it on the, the big board. All right, I'm done with this cast. Me too. Uh, this was That's a fantastic it. episode. I hope you really want to hear guys blathering on it for a long time because I think yeah. I think we talked the whole four days between the car wreck and the <laughs> neck brace scene is what I feel like. Pretty much, yeah. So, so that's it. No spoiler section next week. None. Zero. Only the spoiler people will know about it. Yep. The other people will be like, oh, I'm going to get my spoiler on. And there's going <laughs> to I'm going to finally tune in for We the should spoiler. still do the music and at the end just, just fade to black. So if it's like your first right. time listening to spoilers, they'll be like, oh, and then what? <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Sounds good. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see ya.